Oh, another episode of The Apprentice Drop. Don't worry, you didn't miss anything because it was really, really boring. Donald Trump declared winner of second Republican debate in Daily Mail poll, even though he stayed away. Former President Donald Trump won the second Republican debate on Wednesday night by simply staying away, according to a snap poll of Republican viewers from DailyMail.com. But there was some good news for challenger Ron DeSantis, who was declared the most presidential and the most competent of the candidates who took the stage at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's a Daily Mail poll. Uh, But here is the poll's results. Donald Trump, 27, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, Doug Bergram. Yeah, right, who? Asa Hutchinson, and I don't know. Now, what I want to say first and foremost is that I am Team Trump all the way. So this video is actually me going to be running on the assumption that Trump is not on the Republican ticket because of, hmm, I don't know. Fortification. I mean, look what they're doing to the guy. And just recently in New York, a judge just arbitrarily declared that his business is no longer valid. There was no trial. There was no evidence given, just the judge banging his gavel. Yep, that's enough of me. Uh, Business dissolved, please. So, like I said, still Team Trump, but this video and my assessment of the debate is operating on the assumption that he's not on the ticket. Now, if we look to Vegas, where people are putting their money, uh, Donald Trump is down a cent, still at 73 cents. Nikki Haley is actually beating Ron DeSantis. Uh, Nikki on 11 cents, Ron on 10 cents, and Vivek is actually starting to slide quite a bit on two cents. Very interesting. Now, I thought there were two standout stars from the debate, one of them being Vivek Ramaswamy, the other being Ron DeSantis. So I wanted to basically focus on what I thought were their very strong points of the night. Over 10.7 million students in over 18,000 public schools nationwide have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. Parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get past a piece of legislation here. The very people who say that this increases the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk of suicide. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early in this campaign, who are in their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children. And the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical castration under the age of 18. And parents have absolutely the right. Would you try to pass a federal law that says parents, parents should have that Right. We are going to require yes. states absolutely okay. have to then follow that through. Okay, um, first and foremost, he's spot on there. Yes, it is a mental health disorder. Uh, there are other factors in play when it comes to this stuff, one of them being it being a social contagion. 
that's a very strong uh, point to stand on, Vivek. Uh, if I was to rank it in the level of things that are affecting Americans at the moment, it's sort of down the bottom. It's not completely out of the top 10, but it's getting close to down the bottom. There is a massive problem with what the leftist cult is doing to young children. So I agree with you there. The other thing that he, I thought, did a pretty good job on because a lot of these Republicans just don't get this part and also conservatives. Government issued devices because of its ties to the Chinese government. Yet you joined TikTok after dinner with boxer and influencer Jake Paul. Should the commander-in-chief be so easily persuaded by an influencer? So the answer is I have a radical idea for the Republican Party. We need to win elections. And part of how we win elections is reaching the next generation of young Americans where they are. So government issued device. He's spot on there. He is so, so spot on. The current crop of Republicans still think that they're reaching people through Fox News? No. The younger generations, the 18s to 24-year-olds, they are on this. They are on TikTok. They are on uh, Rumble. They are on YouTube. They're on all of them. And if you want to get your message across to them, you have to get there. I get having a separate device that is not connected to all the uh, government-related infrastructure. That makes total sense they should have a uh, a dummy phone that just runs on a basic uh cellular 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 network jesus get your words out but he's right if you're not going to embrace where they are how are you going to get your message across to them why do you think the democratic party is paying those two clowns one of them being harry sisson they're just sending him scripts and espousing all their garbage but he's reaching them. Now, I oh know that's all I've got for Vivek. He had some other good points here and there, but I thought those were his two strongest points. Now, I thought Ron DeSantis did really, really well this time around. Not so much in the previous one, but this one he did really good. Florida's new Black History curriculum says, quote, slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. You have said slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, We are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars. So we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. I think that's one of Ron's strongest points.
that he can get across to the American public about what he's done for education because at the moment education in the States is just completely in the toilet. He's probably doing one of the best out of all the States when it comes to education. So if I'm in Ron's team, we're going to heavily focus on that. That is why, that is why, everything he said I agree with, that is why, as Commander-in-Chief, I'm going to use the U.S. military to go after the Mexican drug cartels. They are killing our people. And the stories that I've seen, in Florida, we had an infant, 18 months, parents rented an Airbnb. And apparently the people that had rented it before were using drugs. The infant was crawling, the toddler was crawling on the carpet and ingested a fentanyl residue yep. and died. Are we just going to sit here and let this happen, this carnage happen in our country? I am not going to do that. So I guarantee you on day one, this border is going to be a day one issue for me as president. We're going to declare it a national emergency. Yes, we'll build the wall. We'll do remain in Mexico. But those Mexican drug cartels are going to be treated like the foreign right, terrorist organization. Okay, so he's spot on with uh, currently immigration. Probably, he, I'm thinking it's number two underneath cost of living crisis when it well, when it comes to priorities for the American public at the moment. But him focusing on the border is essential for his campaign as well. Yes, it should be a day one priority for him to declare the emergency, to send down troops to the border, to stop anyone coming across. And yes, to get that bloody wall built. It just needs to be done. I think it's extremely ballsy of Ron to sit there and say that he's going to be taking on the Mexican cartels because, you know, they don't around. But Ron, those are your strong points, my dude. And believe me, yes, that immigration policy is really up there as a priority. Just look what's happening in New York at the moment. Because the greatest things that those border towns have done is ship them off to the so-called sanctuary cities. And I believe Ron said, I, I, I honestly can't remember if, if he just said it there, but removing federal funding for sanctuary cities. You've got you to get rid of that straight away. Now, I believe, just making sure I've got my right uh, points here, that Ron stood up for himself this time. He didn't go with the flow. None of you have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? <laughs> Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. 15 <laughs> seconds starting now of the people on the stage. Are you who serious? should be I'm absolutely serious. With all due respect, wow. I mean, we're here. Like, yeah. you know, we're happy to debate, sure. but I think that that's disrespectful to my... Ron learnt from the last time. See, in the previous debate where they tried to get them to do this stupid stuff where it was, you know, raising hands and all this sort of stuff, this time there, Fox News is trying to do a, a survivor sort of gimmick. The last time, Ron said he wasn't going to do it, but then when everyone else did it, he sort of looked around and went, oh, okay, I'm going to do it as well. This time, he learnt from his mistake and called them out and said, you know what, sorry, I stayed up late watching the uh, debate. That's my phone telling me it's my bedtime. Uh, this time he said, I'm not going to muck around with that rubbish. So thank you, Ron. You did so much better this time. Now, after the debate, I like what Ron said here. And you know what? Maybe yeah. we can say 
since the former president didn't come here, maybe he'd be willing to do one with, with you and I. I think he owes it to our voters to come and make the case. You're I now mean, challenging. So this is going to be Hannity one-on-one -on -one debate. Let's central. do it. Let's do it, right? <laughs> I'll do and, anything. So, I'll ask here, him. Here's the thing, though. You owe it to the voters to come and make the case. No one's entitled to anything. You know, you can yeah. say, oh, the, some poll months before. No. you got to make the case. you got to owe it to the voters. So I'm going to show up everywhere. I think that that's what we were able to do. Look, he's making a good point. Trump is way ahead of the polls. I don't think he needed to come to this debate or the previous debate. But eventually, he has to sit down because looking at the predicted polls and all that sort of stuff, Ron is now up there. Even though I'm hearing rumors that Trump is going to choose Nikki Haley and after watching her performance tonight, she's just a rhino. And Donald, if that is going to be your choice for a VP, oh, come on, man. I sincerely hope not. So eventually, he does need to sit down with Ron and have a good one-on-one -on -one debate. Not like that stupid gimmick stuff that we've just seen there. It needs to be a proper discussion. Uh, I don't know if Hannity is going to be the best, best person to host it. Honestly, I think it should be somebody like Rogan. Yeah, I said it. Now, that's, I mean, that's how short it was because the rest was just infuriating because all you had were people yelling over each other. I don't know if you picked it up, but during a couple of the clips that I've played, you hear somebody constantly interrupting. That was that Tim Scott guy. All he did was interrupt the entire bloody night. But we had our moments of just pure cringe. And this one would have to be the cringiest of them all. I think I've been the only one in the stage who's been clear about this. I vote Donald Trump off the island right now. And the reason I vote him off the island. You will and there were, and, but, any of the, no, of the people no, on the stage you know what? Every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here, to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second, would you? Um, I still got, I still got time, dude, so, so chill out. Um, here, look. This guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people, and I know everyone else has, who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation right. anymore if Governor, they disagree with Donald Trump. Governor, he needs Chris, that is not Donald Trump's fault. The fault lies with the people directly in front of you, the corporate media. As soon as that man announced that he was going to be running for president way back in, what was it, 2014 or whatever it was, they just started lying constantly. They are the ones who are responsible for tearing families apart, not Donald Trump. All he has done during his entire time since announcing is had to try to defend himself. And because rhinos like yourself can't get behind the man and can't see the fact that all the press has done is just constantly lie. Dude, please wake up. I got my clips mixed up. That wasn't the cringiest part, even though him trying to talk down um, Vivek there was a bit cringe. I, I, I just couldn't stand the fact that he can't see that it's not Trump that's dividing the country. It was a goddamn corporate media because they are the enemy of the people. How can you not realize that?
no, this, this has to be the cringiest moments of the night. And I want to look in that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. And I want to look in that camera. How many times do you think he practiced that in front of the mirror? Look at this. Look at this dumb face he pulls up to, after he says it. Ready? Donald Duck. Yeah. And I want to look at Donald Duck. Donald Duck. And I'll duck. Ugh. Now, I admit every now and then I've got a slight case of DeSantis derangement syndrome. And, I, you know. I'll admit when I've got it here and there, but I saw this tweet and I thought, oh, come on. Like, really? You got to be a little bit better than that. So, Eric Spracklin, who is a digital strategist, journalist, Twitter gulag survivor, freed by Elon. I don't know if this is a par a satire tweet or whatever, but he's got here Ron DeSantis is a soy boy. And I can hear the people in the background going, Man, that is so common. That happens at pretty much all televised events. People need to get their, what they, they call it, pancakes sorted out. It's to make sure that they're not shiny because of all the bright lights that are around them. You can probably see that I'm very shiny, but I can make my skin look a hell of a lot softer if I was to put on that stuff. I'm not going to do that just being here. But that's common in network television. Jeez. Anyway. Uh, so... Wrapping up, let's just say that the cabal get their way and Trump is completely off the ticket. I hope it doesn't happen, but there's this, there's this black pill that I take every now and then and it makes me think that they are going to do and they are going to succeed in getting him off the ticket. So who would be the best options after that? Well, at this point, I would say it would be DeSantis, and I would say his best running mate then would be somebody like Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't think it should be the other way around. Ron's a little bit older, so we can get a good eight years out of Ron, and then we can get another good years out of Vivek. But in saying that, once again, I'm Team Trump all the way, Trump 2024. All right, mate, thanks very much for checking out the channel and this episode. Follow me on X and all those other platforms listed up there. Uh, if you don't have time to watch, I've got audio-only versions available on Spotify and Apple, so you can check me out there. Leave a like, leave a comment, repost this, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Are we done? Yeah, we're done.